Customs and Border Protection is staffed below the numbers recommended by successive administrations and funded by Congress. That's despite steady improvements in recruiting and in the hiring process. Here with some of the numbers, Rebecca Gambler, Director of Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Ms. Gambler, good to have you back. Thank you for having me on the show, Tom. So give us some of the numbers. How many people is CBP allowed to have under the budget and how many do they have? What's the shortfall? CBP in recent years has not been able to hire up to its um, authorized staffing levels or its staffing goals across its law enforcement officer positions. Uh, Just to give you an example for uh, Border Patrol agents, CBP finished the end of fiscal year 2017 about 7,000 below its staffing target, which was uh, set in response to uh, the January 2017 executive order that, among other things called for the hiring of additional Border Patrol agents. And you also looked at their recruiting and hiring process. And before we try to tie that to those numbers, what did you find on those fronts? With regard to both the recruiting and the hiring process, CBP has made progress uh, over recent years. On the recruitment side, CBP has established a centralized recruitment office, and they've also participated in more recruitment events uh, in recent years. And as a result of that, they have uh, experienced an increase in the number of applications they've had for their law enforcement officer positions. So again, just to give you uh, some examples of their uh, of their increases. Uh, in fiscal year 2014, uh, there were roughly 27,000 applications for the Border Patrol agent position. Uh, in fiscal year 2017, it was about 91,000. Um, and I should note that was actually from fiscal year 2013 through 2017. What are they doing to get all those numbers? So as I mentioned, on the recruitment side, they've um, taken steps like increasing their participation in recruitment events uh, and uh, having more trained recruiters. Uh, They've also taken steps, Tom, on uh, the hiring side to uh, improve their hiring process. And there's two key metrics that CBP uses to assess their hiring process, and that's the time to hire and uh, what they refer to as the overall applicant pass rate. That latter measure, the overall applicant pass rate, uh, calculates the estimate the estimated percentage of applicants who uh, complete the hiring process and actually enter on duty. For both of those two metrics, uh, the time to hire and the overall applicant pass rate, uh, they've improved in recent years. So uh, the time to hire has decreased and the overall pass rate has increased. Now, that's a pretty tough job being a Border Patrol agent. It's dangerous. The hours can be very tough. It can be You know, you're alone out there in the dark in some strange places, some dangerous places. Do you get a sense that their qualitative aspects of the recruiting has also improved as they've gotten around to more of these events and participated more fully? Yeah, you're speaking to a couple of key points from our report, which is that while CBP has made progress in recruitment and hiring, uh, as as we mentioned, they're still below their target staffing levels. And there's a couple of key reasons that have been identified for that. Uh, One is uh, that while they've streamlined the hiring process, it's still a fairly lengthy, uh, protracted process. Also, uh, Uh, applicants for uh, positions with CBP, um, 
they also face, you know, competition from other law enforcement agencies. Um, and uh, as you're speaking to, Tom, uh, there are some, you know, difficult, hard-to-fill locations for CBP. And so those three factors, the hard-to-fill locations, the protracted hiring process, and competition with other law enforcement uh, agencies have been identified as some of the factors contributing to CBP's challenges in meeting its, its staffing goals. We're speaking with Rebecca Gambler, Director of Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And also you mentioned that the number of recruits, at least, or the number of people applying, tripled in the period when they started intensifying their efforts to recruit people. But even though the number of candidates might triple, that doesn't mean they're all equally qualified and that you get a that everyone that applies is worthy. That's right, and that's part of uh, the reason why uh, CBP has a multi-step hiring process. So uh, the hiring process is designed to ensure that uh, applicants for positions uh, meet uh, CBP's uh, standards. And so that's one of the reasons why the hiring process has the number of, of steps that it has. Um, you know, another key point of, of all of this, Tom, is retention of law enforcement officer positions as well. And this is an area where we've also seen some improvement on the part of CBP in terms of its ability to retain uh, law enforcement officer positions. But again, they're still challenged, particularly in those remote, hard-to-fill locations, to retain law enforcement officers. Yeah, one of the problems I guess they and a lot of organizations have is understanding why people don't stay. And in CBP, you could say, well, you know, it's a difficult area someone's in or it's a lonely area. It's not a good place that anyone wants to work. Do they have a good handle on the reasons for departures? That actually speaks to the key recommendation from our report. We recommended that CBP do a better job of systematically collecting uh, data on the reasons why law enforcement officers are departing CBP and then use that information to inform their retention efforts going forward. Uh, CBP agreed with that recommendation and they've been taking action toward addressing it, uh, but our recommendation remains open, particularly for us to see evidence that CBP is um, using the results of data it receives on departing law enforcement officers to inform its retention efforts. And in the report, you've outlined an 11-step process for hiring. If you look at each of the individual steps, structured interviews, polygraph examination, and so on, those would seem to be necessary steps in hiring someone that's going to do law enforcement. Is this process consistent with other types of law enforcement agencies? We did uh, look at CBP's recruitment, hiring, and retention efforts relative to some other federal law enforcement agencies, including, for example, U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, which is also within DHS. Uh, we also looked at Secret Service and Bureau of Prisons. And we did see that there um, are some similarities between uh, the hiring processes uh, between CBP and some other federal law enforcement agencies. So is that to say that CBP has come up to their standards as it's improved the process that you mentioned? What that means is that hiring for federal law enforcement agent positions or officer positions does share some similarities. In some of the comparisons that we did between CBP and other uh, law enforcement agencies, we actually found, for example, that uh, CBP's uh, time to hire was actually uh, shorter than uh, the Secret Service's uh, time to hire. Uh, so that's one example of how the time to hire differs between uh, CBP and the Secret Service. 
in terms of comparison between CBP and other federal law enforcement agencies, we also uh, looked at attrition rates and, and found that, again, um, CBP's attrition rates, particularly for its Border Patrol agent and uh, CBP officer positions, uh, were similar to attrition rates for uh, U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement uh, officers and were actually less uh, than for the attrition rates for some other federal law enforcement agencies like the Bureau of Prisons and Secret Service. Finally, is there anything on the pay or bonus or financial front generally that CBP can do that could help keep people and maybe bring them in? In the report, we did find that CBP had made pretty uh, limited use of different financial incentives uh, they could use to both recruit and retain law enforcement personnel. However, we have found that uh, in recent years, in the past two years or so, CBP has actually been making increased use of these incentives with the goal to both uh, recruit uh, applicants and then also retain them. And these incentives have particularly been used at hard-to-fill, more remote locations. Rebecca Gambler is Director of Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much. Thank you. Find a link to her report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.